Well, we just got back from watching uh, Rise of Star Wars, Rise of Skywalker. Or what's the official title? Star Wars, Rise of Skywalker. Oh, okay. The Rise of Skywalker. Which is an odd title since this is supposed to be the last movie in the... What is a nine movie trilogy called? A nine trilogy. <laughs> the last movie in the nine trilogy of the uh, <laughs> of Star Wars. Uh, we just wanted to come and record our instant take on it. Uh, we literally just got home about ten minutes ago, ten fifteen minutes ago. Uh, since we saw it on opening night, of course. We didn't take any notes or anything, so I guess we couldn't give like a, a play-by-play recap. But uh, I guess we could just give our impressions of the movie. I thought, uh, I think all the Star Wars movies are great. Uh, Agreed. I'm not one of those super analytical fanboys that, you know, get mad because somebody's shirt the wrong color. Or, uh, you know, something happened in the movie that you wanted to happen or didn't want to happen and now you give the whole movie a bad review like currently Rise of Skywalker is what 57% on Rotten Tomatoes and uh, I think you said that's about it's about 300 or so plus votes in I'm sure that's going to change by uh, I'm sure by Christmas Day that's going to change because uh, I'm sure that's when a lot of people are going to go see it Christmas Day and uh, day after Christmas, uh, you got people coming in for the holidays, and I'm sure whole families are gonna want to go see it together. Uh, so I'm sure those numbers are gonna change, and I'm sure their money is gonna change too. <laughs> so, but like I said, I thought it was great. Um, so are we doing spoilers? I mean, I'm sure this is gonna podcast is gonna come out way after the movie has come out so we can spoil it to death right so uh spoiler alert spoiler alert (laughs) don't spoil me bro well I guess uh I guess what is your history with the Star Wars movies I know you are relatively new don't put my business out in the street like uh, that. She she didn't grow up on Star Wars like a lot of us, and uh, well, I guess I, I guess I can be honest. Technically, I didn't per se. Uh, I was born in '76. I think the first one came out in '75, so of course I didn't see that one. Uh, the next one came out in '84 or '85. And yeah, we grew up poor, so yeah, we weren't going to the movies to see <laughs> see anything. So I think my first time seeing Star Wars was probably when it came to to syndication. Or uh, for people who remember the old black and white TVs, that's the knob at the bottom with the high numbers. You know, when it came to those stations, that's probably when I first started Star Wars. And of course, just like everybody that you know, saw it in the theaters, I fell in love with it at first sight. You know, I already was familiar with all the characters, you know, from um, 
you know, having the toys, like I still had some of the toys and of course you got friends that have the toys and the marketing was all over the place. So everybody knew who Darth Vader was, everybody knew who Luke Skywalker was, C three PO R two D two, this, that and the third. So, you know, it's pretty much been a part of my life my whole life. Uh currently um heavily engaged in Star Wars Battlefront 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, I probably play it on a semi-daily basis. No, it's daily. Uh, <laughs> I'm going a couple days without playing. Uh, it's highly addictive. It's actually the first game of its type that I ever played. I, I'm usually just a fighting game guy or adventure game, and Battlefront was my first time playing any kind of shooter. Uh, because I'm prone to motion sickness, if, especially first-person shooters. And Battlefront has the option to switch to third person, so that helps people like me out. And so, yeah, it's it's a really fun game. Uh, a couple of days ago, they downloaded an update that included Rise of Skywalker uh, skins for Rey, Kylo, and um. What's my boy name? Finn. Finn. <laughs> I drew a blank right now. And I'm looking at him on the screen. And I drew a blank. But yeah, skins for Ray Finn and, and Kylo. Uh, they added some of the other characters from the movie. Um, actually, not in the role that they are in the game. Which is surprising, but it still worked out. Um, they added the Sith Trooper. That's he's really fun to play with, but uh, he dies very easily. Uh, they added that rocket trooper and uh, some people on the resistance, but uh, it's a really fun game. But anyway, we didn't want to talk about Battlefront Two. We want to talk about Rise of Skywalker. So, babe, what's what's your impressions? Being a relative noob. Why you gotta to do me like that? <laughs> I knew about Star Wars, you know, growing up. But you weren't steeped in the fandom. Uh, right, because I had other stuff going on. Doesn't mean I didn't like it. Okay, so let's see. I'm just going to say that I loved every moment of it. I have zero complaints because Ray is a bad ass she is just like like the best warrior she i mean she has so much fight in her and i think that's why i like her character so much well you know, i guess we find out uh why she has so much fight in her spoiler alert spoiler alert uh she's the granddaughter of palpatine now, how that worked out, we don't know. Um, I'm sure there's something that happened in the comic books or whatever. Because a lot of... See, Star Wars is kind of funny. A lot of stuff that happens outside of the movie is canon. And some things are not canon. Like, some video games are canon with the movie. What I mean by canon, for those who don't know. That means it's a story outside of your main story. But it's still in the same universe. Like, let's say, for instance, 
in the in one version of comic books, Luke had a wife. Well, that's been made not canon anymore because of the last movie we saw that Luke went to that island and pretty much became a hermit. You know, so of course he couldn't have had a wife. You know, and so there's other things in the comic books that are canon, like a lot of the life of of Darth Vader and some of the things he did after Order 66 are still canon from the comic books. But, um, yeah, some kind of way she sees Palpatine's granddaughter. Uh, I guess the, the Force skipped a generation because we don't know anything about Palpatine's son and whether he has the Force or whatever. But I guess, you know, for all intents and purposes, it don't matter because all we care about is Rey. So, but, um... Yeah, what what are some highlights from the movie that that stuck out to you though? Um Finn, he um I noticed that there were times in the movie where it's like he could sense Ray mm. where she was, if she was in danger. And I think Finn has the force. Now, you think um, Finn has the force or was Ray reaching out to him in the force? No, I think he has the. I think he has the force, okay. because it's like her focus was elsewhere, and he could always find her, mm. and uh, he had this connection with her. And I think he was trying to tell her something, but he never got the chance to tell her. Mm. And I think they kind of set up to make it seem like because of Poe that he had feelings for Ray, but I don't think it's about him having feelings for her. I think they have a deeper connection, like like they're like best friends, mm. and they really generally do care about each other. And I think it has to do with the force. Okay. Um, because then he meets another warrior, and they're having the conversation. And she used to be a stormtrooper too. Right, and she was a stormtrooper, but she was, you know, like him, taken as a kid. And that makes me think: Were they taking the kids to seek out? those with the force okay so i just posted on facebook um i don't know if anybody out there is following me or friends with me on facebook but i just posted a fan theory that i think that the first order were mainly seeking out force sensitive children and that they were suppressing their now i posted on facebook how i think they were suppressing their ability but i'll just say for the sake of the podcast i think they found a way to suppress their abilities and i think that's one of the thing one of because captain phasma made a comment in the first movie uh to finn about reporting somewhere for reconditioning and i think whatever they were using to suppress the force in these kids i think that's part of the reconditioning she was talking about and i think that's a thread that they could have pulled in this movie because it's like they were hinting at it, but they didn't want to fully go into it because I don't know if they wanted people to think that they were going to continue this trilogy, but I'm sure they can do a spinoff movie uh, with Finn and Poe that shows that Finn is force sensitive. Now I wouldn't say he's to ex the extent of Ray or Kylo Ren or anything like that because a lot of you who, you know, are steeped in Star Wars lore and stuff like that know that there are different levels to Force sensitivity. 
And uh, especially with, you know, the fact that he's probably had it suppressed chemically for so long, you know, it probably affects how much of the force he can wield. But I just, I think it's a good direction they can go in for a spinoff movie. Mm -hmm. You know, and uh, one of the the highlights of the movie that made me audibly gasp and almost cry <laughs> is when I thought Ray accidentally killed Chewbacca. Oh my God. And it was like a double gasp surprise because she used force lightning. And mm -hmm. uh, we know from the other, other movies, that was a hint early on in the movie that something Palpatine-ish is going on because we know Palpatine was the only one we knew that could use Force Lightning. Well, no, I take that back. Count Dooku used Force Lightning in uh, episode two, I want to say. Um, Clone Wars? Yeah, so he used Force Lightning, and we know that's like a big thing with the Sith, but there have been a couple of Jedi that have used Force Lightning, but none of them have used it as a weapon like the Sith do. Um, and this goes back to what I was saying about some of the outside stuff not being canon. We know the video game Force Unleashed, um, Starkiller, uh, in that video game, he, you know, you could take the dark path or the light path, but he still has his Force Lightning, whether you use the light path or the dark path, so... But yeah, Ray used Force Lightning. I almost jumped out of my chair. Then I realized the ship she just destroyed uh, had Chewbacca on it. But we were all relieved to find out. No, they put a switcheroo on us. And they Chewbacca did. was on another ship. Yeah. And I was like, how did that happen? Because that was the ship they was looking at that they put him on. And we didn't see a second ship. But they said it was a second ship. And Chewbacca's alive, so... It's still all good. <laughs> yeah. Another so. thing that stood out to me was, you know, her using the force lightning, you know, and just how powerful she was. I mean, just the fact that she was holding that shit. Yeah. And, and then her ability to heal. Oh, yeah. She and had the ability to heal. And that was showing that she is like extremely powerful and you know there has to be something different with her because mm. she's showing all of these abilities that we didn't see with with luke yeah and it's funny that we were actually talking about that the other day because mm -hmm. i was saying that you know there are some fortunate force sensitive people that you know they're not uh, soldiers or warriors or Jedi yeah or Jedi they just mainly use their force ability to heal and it's funny that they were you we didn't get a spoiler or anything it just happened to show up in the movie it was like dang we was just talking about that mm -hmm. so I thought that was pretty neat to show different aspects of the force you know another thing that I really liked about this movie is that you know, since the beginning, they've always talked about your emotions pulling you to the dark side, to the dark side, to the dark side. But in this movie, Kylo Ren's emotions for his mother and father mm. pulled him from the dark side yep. back. You know, 
And, you know, spoiler alert again, you know, he loses his mom, but he does away with Kylo Ren and he goes back to being Ben Solo. Yeah. You know, and, and being part of the resistance. And I thought that was also powerful, too. Yeah, I heard uh, some people say that, you know, the Jedi were wrong for trying to suppress people's emotions. And uh, I always thought that was kind of weird because I would think people who act like sociopaths would be, you know, be inclined to be on the dark side, you know, to not show emotion and, you know, everything. I don't know. Um, I mean, love is an emotion and that could pull you to the light side. Like, you know, just like you said, like we saw with Kylo Ren, you know, and even his love for Ray. No, there was a smooch. Uh, they always the had love for each other from the beginning. They had this connection, and that's why he was always seeking her out. Yeah, but then they try to make it look like you know there was something between her and Finn, and then something between her and Poe. And and speaking of which, what about this love triangle with Finn? Because she got the new uh, ex stormtrooper on one side, then you got Rose on the other side. And then you got Ray on the third side. It was like, man, my boy Finn spreading himself a little thin, ain't he? <laughs> you know, they never quite show any kind of connections. Like, he never kissed anybody or even hugged anybody. But you know how they do in movies with these longing looks and all this kind of stuff. And it kind of looked, because I know there was a lot of fan backlash about Finn and, and Rose from the last movie and you know I don't understand that kind of stuff you know a lot of that was probably those red cap wearing people you know with the talking about making America great you know they have opinions about race and I think that has something to do with it so I guess J.J. Abrams wanted to throw a sister in the mix and so we had this other ex uh, First Order Stormtrooper. I didn't catch her name. Did you catch her name? No. Well, like I said, we, we literally just came back from the movie, so we didn't take any notes. So I'm sure, you know, fans will email us with the name. But, uh, you know, they were talking about how they were giving orders to, you know, pretty much execute this village of people and she kind of had this feeling that you know it was wrong so her and a whole unit put down their their weapons and that's why i say and finn said it was the force you know so i'm like maybe there's something to this fan theory that maybe a lot of these first order stormtroopers are force sensitive yeah because he said like if you go back and you watch you know the first time he was introduced into the story it was like he knew something wasn't right, mm. you know, when he when he went rogue. And then when he was talking to her name is Janai, Janaya, uh, I believe um, she she was saying it's just it just felt right. Mm. You know, it just felt right. This was it was just like it was natural. So like you were saying, they have the different orders of people who are force sensitive 
And I think that because, you know, back in Anakin's time, they destroyed all the Jedi, even the younglings. So this was the way for them to control so the Jedi couldn't be reborn. Yeah. And by making we, them stormtroopers. Yeah, we were talking uh, on the way home from the movie theater about how after Order 66, um, you know, Vader pretty much wiped out all of the Jedi, but of course he couldn't do that by himself. And one of the things he did was when he would hunt down certain Jedi masters, uh, he would turn their Padawans. Uh, and a lot of them were turned to the dark side and, and they were turned to Inquisitors. And Inquisitors were, you know, used to help hunt down the Jedi. And they were basically Padawans that were turned to the dark side. And they used the Force, um, you know, just like the Jedi. Because I'm like, how was it possible that Vader killed all the Jedi himself? I'm like, nah, he didn't do it by himself. He had help. So... And, um, so they're, you know, they're always going to be force sensitive people being born. Uh, we even found out, well, I found out, uh, there was actually a force sensitive droid and, uh, believe it or not, I don't know if you remember in episode four, the, uh, when R2D2 and C3PO, uh, got to Tatooine and Luke and Uncle Owen were at the junk the Jawas, the little junk thing, picking out droids. And he picked out this red and white R2-D2 looking unit. And then as soon as it started rolling off, it exploded. And so that's when he got R2-D2. Well, the side story is that that R2 unit was actually force sensitive. And he knew that R2-D2 had a destiny with Luke. So he overloaded his internal battery and exploded Mm. on purpose. So, but anyway, uh, now one of the the highlights, another highlight for me in the movie was, uh, uh, well, I guess everybody knows from the trailer that Emperor Palpatine is in the movie and some kind of way he was on some kind of Sith life support (laughs) crane thing with a bunch of syringes and tubes hanging at him. So I guess when Vader threw him down that shaft... Like, all of him didn't burn up. That's the only thing I can figure is that... Because it looked like he didn't have legs. It looked like it was just, like, an upper torso. And, like, his hands were missing some fingers and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. So, I guess he could have, you know, survived that, you know, part of his body. And we know that most Sith are part robot and, you know, part flesh. And that's actually part of their whole thing, you know, is that, you know, their bodies are badly scarred and this, that, and the other. So, he survived with his little life support crane. And he been, he's been behind the scenes. He actually created, uh, was it Emperor Snoke or Lord Snoke or whatever Snoke was, the thing that was training Kylo Ren was actually a creation of, uh, Palpatine and mm-hmm. in his little temple chamber thing we saw like test tube babies of Snoke <laughs> so that was I guess proof that he created Snoke and uh, you know just like in all the movies even the prequels Palpatine was 
pulling all the strings and putting all the chess pieces in motion. And it all led to him wanting Ray to strike him down in order for his... Out of her hate for him. Yeah, out of her hate. So his spirit can transfer to her. And all the power and, of the Sith. Yeah. And she'll be Empress Palpatine, which mm-hmm. sounded so weird when he said it. Mm-hmm. And so creepy because the way he put it was like, so I'll be inside of you. And I was like, dirty old man. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. But um, when he rolls that fleet, I don't know if the fleet rolls by itself or he used the force. But it's like, it looked like thousands of Star Destroyers. I mean, it might have just been hundreds, but... The it, the whole screen was full of Star Destroyers. So, I didn't do the math. I'm sure somebody's going to do a freeze frame and count them all. But, they rose like in a matter of seconds out of the ground. And, um, that's another one of those side stories. Uh, where all the people come from. Yeah. And we was like, where all the people come to man all these ships? It was like. Well, we knew he reinstituted the cloning program because he had those clones of Snoke. And so, did he clone people? Like, is each ship a clone of the next? So, like, all the same people are on all the ships? You know, because towards the end of the... um, After Order 66, um, they started reinstituting new DNA into the cloning process. So they're not, all the stormtroopers weren't just clones of Aquaman's daddy. You know, they, they had some other guys that they had cloned too. And so I'm sure cloning has to be in this some kind of Mm -hmm. way because, you know, even the first order we're talking about boosting recruitment and stuff like that. So I guess people were getting scarce, you know, especially with, the Empire and the First Order blowing up planets, you know? Right. So, people are a valuable resource now, you know? So, I'm sure cloning had to play a part of of the Emperor's Last Order fleet. Now, that was that was kind of tight. I'll pay attention know? when I see it on Tuesday the second time. Yeah. I'll pay attention when they go to the different see fleets and the see same. if they're the same, same people and, and check that out. But mm. I have zero complaints five stars it was wonderful from beginning to the last scene it was just everything it's kind of tied everything together from episode one yeah and uh, everybody was in it from episode one i think it's yeah i think it's a pretty satisfying end to Mm -hmm. the the nineology of the uh (laughs) the rise of yeah, the rise of Skywalker. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, episode one was was Anakin Skywalker. So you go from Anakin all the way down to uh, she just made herself part of the family, uh, Ray Skywalker. So, uh, but then it could, even though she named herself Ray Skywalker at the end, it could have been the right the rise of Skywalker because. We had Luke, mm. who told her she had to do this because he could have done it, beat Palpatine, but he allowed fear to prevent him, mm. you know. And then, so that gave her courage to 
to go ahead and go forth. And then he was finally able to raise that ship that he couldn't do with Yoda. <laughs> and then and you have... He wasn't straining either. Yeah, and then you have Leia, mm -hmm. who used the Force to pull her son back. Yep. So both of the Skywalkers actually rose. And then, because they're both Skywalker, the twins, their son rose to the occasion to turn against what he had always been for, the dark side. Yep. So Very all close. three Skywalkers actually rose. Yep, so we had the the whole transformation of Kylo Ren back to uh, Ben Solo. Mm -hmm. And um, so that was good to see. Um, he wielded his uncle's lightsaber. And uh, Ray actually wielded Leia's lightsaber, and that was a that was a, a nice scene too. Mm -hmm. they, they they put in there of Luke and Leia uh, training with lightsabers. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I told you the other day about that downloadable patch to the Force Unleashed, um, where there's a mission with Leia. Um, well. Where I fight Leia. You fight Leia in the game. And I think she has a pink lightsaber in the game. But uh, in the movie they made it, you know, the same color crystal as uh, Luke's lightsaber. Just the hilt was designed differently, of course. And uh, at the end, uh, Rey kind of buried their lightsabers, I guess, as like a funeral for them. And she buried them at... Um, Luke's old farm uh, with uh, Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru uh, where, we, where we last saw their charred bodies in <laughs> uh, Tatooine and um, she kind of used the force to bury him which I thought was kind of neat. Then I thought she, that creepy old lady just show up out of nowhere yeah. asking now her. She, she looked like the old lady from episode one that told Annie there was a storm coming. It looked like the same old lady to me. We'll have to go back and watch it. Yeah, I have to watch it. But I thought she was going to turn the farm into like the new Jedi Temple. But uh, I thought that, you know, would have been a good ending too. But it kind of like ended with her pretty much walking off into the sunset. So I guess cementing the fact that this is the last one in that series so we do have um a lot of spinoff movies to look forward to well not necessarily spinoff but you know other movies from the star wars universe um there's a lot of stories to tell um right now we got uh the mandalorian on disney plus uh i think uh there was supposed to be an Obi-Wan show on Disney+. Plus. I don't know what is the current status of that. But um, I heard rumors it may, might, may not be dead. But, you know, there's so many directions they can go in. They can go back to ancient times and do, you know, a trilogy. They can go back to, you know, showing younger versions of some of the characters we know. Or, you know... I love what they did with Rogue One, how they took a concept 
a small concept from the movie that a lot of people had an issue with. And they made a whole movie about it showing that it was possible. You know. And so, uh, I know a lot of people have their opinions about Rogue One, but, you know, every time I see Rogue One playing, I play it. And, um, and it, it feeds right into New Hope. Yeah, I love Which explains back why back. in New Hope, they were calling themselves Rogue Two. Yeah. Okay, now you know where that comes from because yeah. you had Rogue One. Yep. And so that's... That just shows, you know, they have exceptional writers at uh, Disney. Well, was Rogue One a Disney? Was Disney or was it? I don't know. But anyway, it was great. Uh, Rise of Skywalker was great. Can't wait to see it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, we're going to buy it on Blu-ray and watch it on the 3D TV mm-hmm. and on the projector downstairs and on the phones and uh Disney Plus the, when it loads on the computer uh while I'm working uh <laughs> in the car on a road trip you know that's definitely going to be in rotation so even so. though we have some spoilers in our review of this movie which is hard to not do even if you haven't seen it yet it doesn't do it justice mm. i mean you will still be able to enjoy this movie because it is amazing. She shot down a tie fighter with a bow and arrow. Yeah, you telling me this girl don't have the force? Yes, because <laughs> you yelled out and you never yell out in the movie. You were like, "What?" She shot down a tie fighter, y'all, with a bow and arrow, not yes. a bowcaster like Chewbacca has. No, I'm talking old fashioned. Pull the bow pulls, from her back, pull pulled back, and released. Now you telling me somebody without the force could do that? Yeah, like Daryl from The Walking Dead. Yeah. <laughs> so, and even the fact that Finn uh, can hit targets because we know that stormtroopers are notorious for having bad aim, but she Finn was picking folk off just running down the hallway, mm-hmm. one shotting people in the face. Yeah. You know. So, but anyway. Uh, I like that uh, little side character. Um, I guess she was an ex-love interest of Poe Dameron. Uh, she was pretty cool. Carrie Russell's. Yeah, Carrie Russell's character. Which is, I thought uh, was nice. It uh, was it was good to have somebody different. It gives you kind of a glimpse into Poe's life yeah. before the rebellion. So if they wanted to do a spinoff mm-hmm. Poe movie, they could. You know, they did a lot of things like that where they could spin off because they could go back and show us, you know, how that entire company. She said the entire company mm. dropped their weapons. And, and they were uh, all stormtroopers. Yeah. That's got to be the force. Yeah, that has to be the force. And well, they were that wasn't indoor. They were on they were on a moon of indoor. Something like that. It was one of the main chunks of the Death Star fell on this planet. And that's where this uh, Sith pyramid thing, that uh, GPS tracker (laughs) that Ray (laughs) needed was on this uh, either. Yeah, it was a moon of Endor. And so there were this big company of ex-First Order troopers um, that... 
uh, Finn and Ray and Poe run into. And, uh, Zori. Zori. That's it's, the planet or the No, that's Carrie Russell's name. Oh, it's Carrie. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was cool. So Jana. Is the I, can, I can trooper. see her them adding her to the game in the Starfighter mode, but not really as a hero in the battle mode. Um, you know, because she flew a ship, so it'd be pretty easy to just add her ship to that mode. But as far as adding her as a character in the game, I don't really see that happening. But um, Lando. Yeah, and that little weird scene at the end with Lando and the ex uh, First Order Stormtrooper. What was her name again? Janna. Janna? Yeah, there was a weird little scene at the end with Lando. He, he I think was, he asked her, she asked him where he was from. Mm. And then he asked her where she was from and she said, I don't know. And he said, do you want to find out? So yeah. I thought of it more of him like taking her under his wing, mm. you know, and helping her find who she is. Yeah. More like an uncle. Okay. Well, or a mentorship. You know, Billy DB throwing them creepy old man looks, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so. But, uh, yeah. So that was, those are, you know, our hot takes on, um, Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. Uh, just, you know, the the parts that really stood out to us. I'm sure you'll have your favorite part that stands out to you. And some of you will have your criticism of the movie. So, we you know, there's people out there that, you know, share our opinion of the movie. And some that don't. Uh, we'd like to hear from you, though. You can uh, email us at youdownwithobc at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Like us on Facebook. At One Black Couple's Perspective Podcast. All right. All right, folks. This is Malcolm signing off. And Jeanette signing off. May the force be with you.